0: Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash, and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet.
1: We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast the Garigal and the Guyanabagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present, and emerging.
0: I just received another DM sharing the article grab about Cameron Diaz normalising sleeping in separate beds.
1: I mean, a bit late to the party, Cam. I know. I've been sent these weekly
0: from someone being like, lol, it's you. And I'm like, yes, I know, but lol, it was me circa three years ago. Yeah.
1: You're a trendsetter, babe. Thanks, babe. Yeah. It's like when you're shopping for a car and you want a red car, it, this is a name, I always forget what it's called, mm-hmm. red car syndrome, and then all you see is red cars. Like I feel like I've just been seeing celebrity women just come out repeatedly about how they don't sleep in the bed with their husband mm-hmm. over the last few years, and I'm like, Jem did this first. Yep. I still think you're all crazy. <laughs> <sighs> you're crazy, babe. But you can go back to old Epps to get my
0: opinion on that. <laughs> We're the bloody genius ones, let's be real. Should we get into the episode? Let's do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need. Two basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revs. Or Reeves, you choose. Dealer's choice. You'll never be Reeves to me. I know. Well, that's my name.
1: (laughs) Don't say it out loud. You know, on your tax return when they're like, are you known by any other names? I always just have a little pause where I'm like, well, (laughs) not for tax purposes, but... Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes I actually. It's funny, I dropped Iggy off at his
0: new community kindy and they had name tags for all the kids and his said Ignatius. Ignatius. Well, that is his name. It is his name. And I said to the teachers, I was like, oh, like I, I couldn't even hide my disappointment. I was like, oh, Ignatius. And she was like, oh. I said, yeah, he's known as Iggy. And, and she was like, oh, sorry, we, we can change it to Iggy. I was like, can you please? Because
1: Would he even answer to Ignatius? Yeah actually would. He would. Because okay. my
0: husband frequently pushes that name.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. So it's a bit of a like turf a, war. Yeah. It's a tension point. Mm, between us. He does it purposefully. To piss you off? Yeah. Or because he loves the name? A little from column A, a little from column B. Okay. okay. Yeah. I do find it funny that you're like, oh my God, guys, I rocked up at Iggy's new kindy this morning <laughs> and they had his name on his name tag. How dare they? What's that about? <laughs> it's like, well, you did name him that. I know. <laughs> That's his name? I'm a fool. What can I say? Oh. Well, a mutual friend of ours is thinking about officially renaming her kid. Oh. And I've got a friend who's gone through this where it's like you give them an official name. So my mm. friend Becky did this. She called her daughter Yasmin always with the plan to call her mini, but then she was, you know, getting closer to school age and she's like, I don't want her called up as Yasmin. She's mm. going to be like, who dis? Yeah. You know, she's never been called Yasmin in her life. So I think it's something that happens a lot. I think we've got a hangover from the boomers of like, you need a proper work name. This is what I say to my husband all the time. Yeah. But like, yeah. you don't really anymore. Yeah. You don't need a proper, any kind of name. You can be called sunflower light seed <laughs> and people be like, cool. Hey, sunflower light seed. It's not an issue. You you know, I've got a girlfriend who's got a daughter named
0: Maxie, Mm. and she purposefully didn't put Maxine Mm -hmm. on her birth certificate because she said if that's her name, the boomers in our lives will inevitably call her Maxine (laughs) when I want her to be called Maxie. So Mm -hmm. if I want her to be called Maxie, why would I name her anything else? Correct. So uh, over to you. Why did you name him Ignatius? Because my husband is a closet boomer. A boomer. He is.
1: Hello, I'm I'm Hubs, I'm a closet, closet boomer. boomer.
0: <laughs> and he said he needs a sensible name. As if Iggy is some sort of play
1: name. Well, it is cute. I think of Iggy Pop. Yeah, great. Yeah, which is fun. It's like a rock and roll name. Totally
0: fun. What about Iggy Azalea? Yeah, great. It's a rock star name. It's awesome. Mm. I love it.
1: Yeah, interesting. Well, I I think it'll be a thing a lot of people do around age five, you know, when it's getting to school age. It's like, oh, yeah, we gave them that sensible name. But actually Mm -hmm. that's going to become like an annoying feature in the kid's life at school if they have got one name on the roll and they go by another name. Even Ted. I was just about to bring up Theodore. Yeah, I mean he will answer to Theodore and he quite likes Theodore these days. I mean it's an ever-changing thing with that boy. Mm-hmm. I don't like hate Theodore because a lot of people do hate the formal name but they've put it there for X Y. Why Z.
0: is Theodore mm. sexy and cool and Ignatius <laughs> feels pompous? I feel like I can't answer this because okay. it's like and I don't want to offend <laughs> DL listeners with an Ignatius in
1: their life. There lives. can't be many. It's, it's not a common name. It's just not my kid, you it's know. It's not your kid. Not my kid mm. is that to me is like the whole argument. Like, my Ooh, it doesn't hold water though. No, it does. I don't know
0: why, but if I loved a name mm-hmm. and my husband responded with, that's just not my kid.
1: End of argument. No. Because you can't, because I really get that. Like when we were naming Ted, mm-hmm. my ex-husband wanted to call him Elliot. I remember A this. lovely name. Yeah. I really like the name Elliot, and it had meaning for him because it's the kid from ET, yeah, which is like a seminal film for him. And the character Elliot is a cool character, like nothing wrong with the name. But I was like, no, nah, not my it's kid. It's not my kid. My son's not called Elliot. Yeah. That's just not right love for me. And he, and he respected no that hour. In my kid, well, because you've got to think. Yes, what, you're coming think future divorce potential. No, no, but you're the one. It's just you and the kid walking down the street, and you're like, Elliot, don't cross the road. Mm. That's a singular experience. Yeah. Yes, you're coming up with the name together, but you've got to think. Well, does it sit right with me? DL, there's
0: someone in mine and Rev's
1: inner circle of friends who. Her little boy
0: turned one recently and only now has she gone, I'm okay with his name. Yeah. For a long time she... Wasn't sure. ...considered changing it. It sat uncomfortably Mm. in her mouth every Mm. time she called him this name but I think she's gonna stick with it and we were in full support of her changing it I actually love his name but I understood where she was I feel the same about Ignatius yeah I hear it at the doctor's office Mm -hmm. when he now goes to community kindy and I just bristle a bit yeah I'm like ah that's not you but yeah she's sticking to her guns with her kid's name but I judge no one for changing it no
1: way we had a DL once in the Facebook group I think her kid was almost four wow and they were thinking about changing it because because there was a Maori spelling and it was getting really complicated and there were many, many reasons. They had about four or five reasons why the name wasn't really working anymore. And, Mm. but all the anxiety was like, but can we even do that? And everyone was like, do what you want. Absolutely. You can do it now, but you know, the sooner the better.
0: Correct. And it's not as if that kid hasn't been known for the other name for four years. It'd be different if I went I think you should change your name to Stardust. Stardust. And you're like, but I'm not known as Love that. Love it. <laughs> you know,
1: what All if about I... it. <laughs> Let's go. Totally suits I mean, you. I wasn't known as Revs until I was like 14. Yeah. Now it's my name. It's true. So four, nothing. One, nothing. <laughs> Forget about nothing. it. Nothing. So did you see the Guardian article that said if you send voice notes on text... Mm-hmm you are potentially a narcissist
0: oh ding ding ding
1: I mean we almost exclusively communicate in voice notes
0: yep we're just a couple of narcissistic bitches do you think it's narcissistic for me it's ease same I do it for convenience yes absolutely we also talk for a living (laughs) um I try to keep and a hobby (laughs) it's our work And our lifestyles. It's true. (laughs) I have a few friends who I voicemail with. Revsy obviously being the numero uno. Sometimes it gets to a point where it's like I think we should pick up the phone and call each other. Like we're both live on our phones in real time sending voice memos
1: and it's like there's got to be a better way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's call each other. In the evening, Mm. sure, when I know, like when it's late, sure, pick up the phone and call. But I love the flexibility Mm -hmm. of, yes, I could listen to this right now and maybe you will come straight back. But also if I need 10 minutes... I'll pick it up then. Mm. You know. Also, love the fact that I know when you've heard mine. Yes, because it disappears. Yeah, because otherwise, sometimes you send a text, and if you don't have red receipts on, the control freak in me is like, "Did you get it? Are you ignoring me? Did I upset you?" Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, totally. <laughs> Do I have an apology I need to make? You literally. What did you just not get to? It
0: called me out yesterday, yes. and you're like, "Don't leave me hanging." Don't leave you me could hanging. You can see that I had listened to your voice memo, and I chose not to reply. Yes, because we were
1: in three texts together. We were in two groups. <laughs> (laughs) text separate ones Mm -hmm. and an individual you and me text and you were replying in both the group texts (laughs) and just ignoring my individual and i was like bitch Mm -hmm. call your doctor
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know i've got a few friends who i've Tested the waters out mm-hmm. with voice messages mm-hmm. purely from a place of efficiency and yep. ease. Yep. Where I was like, "Oh, this is going to require too much explaining. I'm just going to send a voice note." Yep. And I had one girlfriend who sent me a voice note back, and she goes, "Hey, Jem, this is my first ever voice note. Ah, I don't know if I like this. uh oh, my own. I don't. Ah. And then like abort, abort, yeah. and then texted me. But she sent the voice note of her <laughs> trying to. Send, and I was like, okay, it's not for everyone. Yeah, but it has crossed my it's mind only for narcissists that it is a little bit narcissistic of assuming that someone has time to listen to your mini podcast but it's not a mini okay yes fair enough you and I dare I say tooting our own horn We are efficient with voice notes. Oh. There are some people who are
1: wafflers. So you're saying you have to be good at voice noting to voice note? Look, it might be arrogant to say. Yes. (laughs) But I think it's an art form. Guys, if you are not a professional podcaster, you stick to texting.
0: I've got a couple of friends who send me five, six-minute voice notes. I love them. I love them when I have the ideal time window to listen to it. But you
1: can wait. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be immediate. Correct. Yeah. Which I, I love about it. Yes,
0: me too. But then it is like sending a mini podcast back and forth. And sometimes I think, would it be better to organize a FaceTime date?
1: But that you'll never do it. A FaceTime date? That's never going to happen. So many things need to happen for that to line up to work. Rev City Duda, when you lived in Edinburgh, (laughs) we FaceTimed. Well, that's because we missed each other desperately. Mm -hmm. You're talking about your school mum friend or your mate down the road Mm -hmm. or whatever, or what? Like, I love a voice note because. I always like to do two or three things at once. Babe, okay? a
0: FaceTime date is not with your school mum friend down the road. It's always friends who live hours away or overseas. Sure. But a voice note, yeah.
1: it's just like a text. But when you can't – for me it's just when I cannot be bothered to type it out mm-hmm. or I'm doing something, Yeah. I want to get the info out of my head and off to the person I need to tell, yep. but I'm cutting sandwiches or cleaning the kitchen or whatever. My friend Becky and I – wow, it's all about Becky today. <laughs> my friend becky and i exclusively communicate in voice notes yeah but is then, she good at it let's be real i don't judge her
0: skills <laughs> audio skills it obviously doesn't bother you no but it doesn't I bother me reckon if
1: you had a friend where you're like get to the point yeah okay sure and my other friend kfc we voice note all the time mm. my friend foxy i voice note her she texts back because it's not for her or she's got a sleeping kid next to her or whatever. I love it though because mm. it's not about how I like to receive them. It's just like if I need to get it to you quickly. It's or
0: your way of communicating. It's yes. like love languages. Well, you yes. know how your love language can be acts of service but yes. someone else's is gifts. Yes. Like, but we find our happy medium. Yes. I love that you have friends you voice note who don't in return. Yeah. Because I think that's an example it's of fine. how it's you do you. Yeah. But have you seen the new added feature what? on iMessage? Oh, God, what? No, it's brilliant. Oh, what is it? So when you send a voice note now, it has a written version oh, underneath. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And nice. you can expand it. And I've actually used it because sometimes I'm in a loud place. Yeah. And I know it's an urgent voice uh-huh. message. And so I just preview oh. the written version of the voice note it's look
1: it's not perfect there's not perfect typos and I can also mm. something I do like about the voice note is sometimes tone can get lost in a text this takes me back to an old bestie hotline we had a few weeks ago about the bringing your boyfriend to brunch Mm -hmm. and we were like trying to work out the text it's like oh but tone could get lost not in a voice note yeah because it's literally you speaking the other thing
0: I feel about voice notes is I think there's an intimacy to it yeah I feel close yeah to people I voice note with yeah it's like hearing their voice and tone and there's a warmth to it there's
1: connection to it it is like a phone call but on your time schedule I think it's beautiful Mm -hmm. I don't think it's narcissistic but then maybe that's way it is. Meanwhile,
0: all those who hate voice notes, DLs, are sitting there being like, it's fucking narcissistic.
1: I hate listening to your voice notes. Yeah. Well, I think there's two types of people. But it's funny, like I've got friends I exclusively communicate with on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And if I need to get them, I know to go to WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I've got friends I communicate with on Messenger. If yeah. I to go to them on Messenger, then I've got group text, then I've got individual text, so voice true. notes. Some people Instagram DMs, you know, mm-hmm. like my mate Sean, we own Chat through DMs on Instagram, even though we have each other's numbers, there's yeah. no reason to do it that way. It's just our whole history's there. It's so funny. Courses how you, for courses. You just have a different platform for different people. Or do you have those friends that you're speaking to on multiple platforms and you're like, I'm gonna move this to one? Yep. We need to streamline. Yeah, because you're like DMing on Instagram, you're mm-hmm. voice noting, you're texting on Messenger. And then, then all- you're
0: looking for an old photo and you're like, Where? which feed chat was that in? I can't remember. <laughs> I will say though, I think. I If you want to dip your toe in the world of voice noting with your friends, I think you should challenge yourself to limit your voice note to under one minute. (laughs) Say everything you need. No, no. When I look at the time clock and I go, oh my God, this is a
1: three minute voice note. I don't love it. She doesn't have time for this. I
0: don't have time for it.
1: That sound bite you just created Mm -hmm. was just the most classic gem bit of audio I've ever heard. Healthy rules. It's like we're discussing a topic. Now, if you have haven't yet tried this yourself, here are some parameters I challenge you to try it this way. DLs,
0: you might not know this. This is a bit of a, how the sausage gets made, but Revs and I try to keep our potty eps to under an hour. Yes. And admittedly, it's not easy. It's not easy. We tick over all the time. Mm-hmm. We try not to. We see the clock ticking towards 57 minutes and we're like, ah, we got to wrap this up. But we have so much to say. But I enjoy the <laughs> challenge. I like it. And I think – under a minute voice note is better than a four-minute essay. Rachel Tag and I communicate, sorry, friend of the pod, for those who don't know our tag, we call her, we communicate exclusively through voice notes yep. and sometimes she'll send me four 40-second voice yep, notes, yep. which, let's be real, equals three
1: minutes plus, but I don't mind it. So, okay, if I sent you a voice note mm-hmm. and it said, the time on it said five minutes, 20, would you go, no? Nah.
0: I'd be fine if it was you because you're interested to listen to, which is why I'm you're high a po- quality you're high, you're high qual- <laughs> and you're a podcaster. So oh my God, discernment. Isn't that terrible? Yes. That I'm the true narcissist here. Let's just, be honest. Just a, the judgy bitch. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to send me a voice note nah, ever you're done. again. You're <laughs> done now. I've blown like, it.
1: I was going to voice note, Gem, but then now I know she's judging the quality of my <laughs> podcast. I'm not going to get five stars on Apple from Gem. So I'm just going to text her the regular old fashioned way. Oh dear. Do
0: you know what? I don't mind because I think it's narcissistic. I don't want to hear your voice note, but you can listen to my voice.
1: What a journey. <laughs> what a journey. No, I
0: love people's voice notes because it makes me feel closer to them.
1: I actually like long ones.
0: Can I make a case for the long one? All
1: right, I'll start sending you 10-minute waffle Great. ones. But do, because I actually find it comforting because I do use it like a podcast. Like if I'm putting my makeup on, I put my headphone in yeah. and I press play on your voice note and it's like, mm, mm, and it is like a podcast. Yeah. And then I feel like we're all caught up and I'll voice note you back when I can. But it's not the pressure of a phone call, which I don't know when it became so high pressure, but it really did mm. very recently, I guess, through COVID. Just to you, I think. No, you've gone the other way. You're kind of like pro phone call these I love days. a phone call.
0: Yeah, what's that about? Rebs, I call you
1: all the time. Fine. But, like, it's a lot of pressure, a phone call. Don't Is you think? It? Producer Kate just said whenever Jem calls her, she's like, oh, no, what's happened? Because it feels like so emergency vibes.
0: Really? It's yes. like your mum's calling. Someone's <laughs> got that vibe about it.
1: I feel like we've done a lot of boomer bashing lately, but oh well.
0: No, stop. Can we? Talk? My, My mum, mum brought this up, by the way, <laughs> with me just yesterday. She's like, Revs is always boomer bashing. And I was like, mum, you're not our audience. And you're
1: not a boomer. She's not. You're right. I don't think of your mum as a boomer. I know mm. she is.
0: She takes offence
1: <laughs> to the boomer bashing. I know. My stepmum messaged me and she's like, I- hopefully you don't hate think all boomers. And I'm like, I don't think of you as a boomer either. Well... You don't clarify that at the head, do you? Okay, so can I not say, say what I was going to say about boomers leaving voicemail? I'm open to hearing it. We're all ears. I, this is not something I wouldn't say to my mum's face, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's safe. This is the voicemail my mum has left me since time in memoriam. Oh, hi, Katie. It's mum. Um, uh, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just driving to, um, uh, call me, call me back, honey. Call me back when you get a minute. Beep that's the voicemail that I have received 482 times from my mum to the point where I disabled my voicemail because the only person leaving me voicemail was my mum and that was the message every single time. She didn't know why she was calling. She didn't know what she was going to say. Sounds like heck, she didn't even know where she was. But she wanted me to call her back. And I was like, hey, mum, a missed call lets me know. It's an indicator. That is saying Mm. call me back. Yeah. Okay, now she would say, well, you never call me back. I will when mm. I finish work. I will call you back, mum.
0: Not that it's a competition, <laughs> but I reckon I can trump your mum's voicemail yeah, with yeah. my dad's. Oh. Allow me
1: please. to perform this out. Please, please. This is where we get cancelled by our whole family. <laughs> Here's the episode. What number episode is Write it down. This is when our, <laughs> pa- our family pull out all the plugs and go, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you and your podcast you ready? I'm ready.
0: Okay, so I listen to my voicemail and this is what I hear. <laughs> hello? Hello? Gemma, are you there? <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello, Gemma? Gemma? Hello? Oh, she's not there. Uh, okay. At least he hangs up. <laughs> Babe, he's rung me, not realised that the voicemail has answered... <laughs> Then he takes phone back to ear and just proceeds to start talking as if I've answered. No, That's my dad. Love you, dad. That is
1: better. mm. That did win. Mm. (laughs) The boomers be booming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Back to messaging and voicemail.
0: I've got a girlfriend, Amelia. She lives in the US. We do send each other podcast uh, essays. (laughs) I actually don't mind it because she lives overseas and I like big updates on her life. But my favourite feature is the one and a half speed. Oh yes, Yes. that's the
1: other thing. You can speed up your waffly friends.
0: And they've introduced that to iMessenger as well. That used to be exclusively for WhatsApp Mm -hmm. but now you can send voice messages on Instagram at 1.5 times speed or two times and now you can do it on iMessenger and it's great because it sounds a little bit like this. It's like, hey babe, so I've been in Utah and (laughs) I went skiing recently and you won't believe what happened to Jack. Like That's kind of the speed. It's like they're on speed speed. (laughs) and it's great because for the friends who are a little bit waffly, not saying you are Amelia oh, well, you are I might be <laughs> you
1: definitely just added Amelia as a waffler <laughs> cancelled by all our loved ones today so first family now friends time of death
0: <laughs> okay well riddle me this what do you prefer with text do you like someone who writes an essay message in one or Spits and Spurts.
1: Spits and Spurts. Yes, I'm a Rapid and Spurts. Rapid fire. Yes. St- stream of consciousness. Yes, <laughs> Dro- Run that train right at me. I can handle it. I can take it. I don't want a well-considered essay. It's too formal. Send me an email if you want to think about it so hard. Oh, Fuck. Publish a fucking open letter <laughs> online to me and I'll take it seriously. S- but if you just want to communicate, drop it down and get it out mm. Don't think about it. Yeah, the send button for me
0: is my enter button <laughs> that's why it's one line enter one light so it really is stream of consciousness yeah,
1: Jim, we are narcissists we're putting our mental load just like on other people i we think really are. yeah anyway just find your people who you know, like, love it and accept it <laughs> and stay in your bubble <laughs> do
0: you know what i don't have
1: time for what don't you have time for Look, this is
0: very appropriate for whinge fm because mm. i'm going into full whinge mode
1: let it rip I do not have
0: time for this new doctor we are seeing. <gasps> okay. I realize I care deeply about bedside manner. For me, it's part of the experience. It's tone. <laughs> it is isn't it i take it personally the way people speak to me
1: well yeah okay Mm. you're only human
0: yeah but i've got friends who love a doctor to be direct Mm. they're like i don't need a doctor to be my friend Mm -hmm. i want my doctor to be the expert diagnose the shit out of me and just give it to me straight yeah whereas i'm like hold my hand make me feel like we're family (laughs) (laughs) okay and then i'm yours for life (laughs) okay princess
1: so tell us about this doctor
0: so iggy's got a skin condition That is has a big fat question mark next to it first I thought it was eczema now we're not sure anyway I felt like such a bad mum that I was in tears over this but essentially I let his skin get to a point where one morning he woke up and it was weeping yellow pus Mm -hmm. and all the guilt hit me like a freight train and Mm -hmm. I just burst into tears felt like the world's worst mum mostly because four days prior my mum said that needs to get looked at Jim you Mm. need to take him to a doctor and I'm like yes Yes, 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 I will. It's on my list. Mm. And then fast forward four days, it got so unbearably bad that poor Iggs couldn't bend his knees and walk up and down stairs. Oh my God. Like he was walking around like the Tin Man from Weeping Wizard of Oz. Sores. So it was terrible and I was like, fuck, if I dealt with this on Tuesday when my mum said we wouldn't have got to this point, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so waking up that morning with weeping pus from his legs, I was like, I need to get into someone like now. Yeah. So I called up a medical centre that I would never been to before because I could get in immediately. So off we went to this doctor. <sighs> I have never felt such rage chatting with a doctor. You know, the sensation where you're like I actually want to punch you in the face I don't get that very Whoa. often I'm no. not a f- violent person at all. you're not all.
1: particularly ragey to be no. honest no I'm not thank no. you
0: Redsy you're not but he triggered something in me and I felt activated enough that I was like I could literally fisticuff you what happened right now. so you know what it's like when you're a desperate mum all the a- time <laughs> and you <laughs> free damn day. You just want to go into a doctor's office and drop your bundle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he knew instantly that I was distressed about the state of Iggy's legs mm. because he was now physically impaired, like he couldn't walk properly. And I said to the doctor I explained how we he got here, I explained how I thought it might be X, Y and Z blah blah. He listened. And then I said to him, I know you're going to assess him today and I really appreciate that but also I would really, really like a referral to a pediatric dermatologist. And the reason why I wanted a referral was because I had previously taken Raffa to one Mm -hmm. and this woman diagnosed Raff within seconds and found the cure to her skin issues or her hives. Actually, it was an immune system issue, but we worked it out really quickly. So I just wanted this referral, if I'm honest. I was using the GP as a stepping stone. I'm sorry if there are DLGPs out there who are like, you bitch.
1: But it's true. Gem, you don't have to apologise for asking a GP for a referral. Okay,
0: That is literally... That's how it works. Okay, thank you, Rebsy, because do you know what his response was? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the doctor here. Oh. Yeah, like literally stopped me in my tracks and just put me in my place. And then, not only that, he pointed to his certificates on the wall and said, see that? And I looked up and I was like, am I in (laughs) a sitcom? (laughs) Is this actually happening? Like you are... A caricature of a GP right now. And he said, I'm in the zone.
1: I'm in the zone? Yeah, yeah. Imagine the certificate is like level three swimming, <laughs> <laughs> dolphin group. <laughs> I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I made it to zone. Well, oddly. (laughs) Swimming carnival.
0: (laughs) The certificate actually said skin cancer certification. I don't know.
1: Right. So he's like dermatology world or whatever. Adjacent. I don't know if it's the same, but then I was like, (sighs) he doesn't. Like I wasn't attacking your manhood. I want my kid to be looked at by a dermatologist. Sorry. (laughs)
0: And he said, I will solve this (laughs) in that tone. And then refused To give me a referral. Right. And then he proceeded to tell me what he thought it might be. Yeah. I think it might. That part's less shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I want finite answers, as we all do when we're seeking a diagnosis. But he's like, I don't think it's eczema. I think it's this. And then I was being an a-hole. I was going, you think (laughs) it's this? You know when someone is a dick and you meet them at their level and you're like, why am I here? Yeah, I'm sunk right down (laughs) to your level. I'm in the basement. Mm -hmm. I want to be back on level one.
1: Proper bottom
0: feeder bullshit starts happening. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that was me. I was like, you think or (laughs) you know. Because I need answers here. And if not, I want a paediatric bloody dermatologist. dermatologist.
1: Okay. Did you get antibiotics? Because that's really what you're there for. Correct. Okay, good. And
0: guess who suggested it? You? Yes. (laughs) I said, this is obviously infected. We need a course of antibiotics. And he went, you're probably right. (laughs) And at this
1: point I'm like, I've got no faith and trust in this person at all oh. so you had to like massage a male ego mm. just to get your son looked after that's fun for mm. your Wednesday it was
0: but I had to go for a follow-up appointment uh today and <laughs> I booked an appointment at eight because we meet for work on the podcast at nine thirty, and I thought an hour and a half that's plenty of time. Mm. So 8am appointment, I'm thinking first in best dressed, surely. Uh, no, didn't get seen till 9.20. Honestly, I was like, what is the point of making appointments Yeah. if they're going to run an hour and 20 minutes late? Now, because I knew where his office was, because this wasn't my first rodeo, I sat right near his office door so that he didn't have to, you know, call out Ignatius Rooney. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that bellowing in the massive weight room. <laughs> the layers of trauma. I, know, I thought I'd just be there and when he emerged from his office at 20 past nine he didn't have a patient with him he's been having breakfast i was like doing a bit of personal just admin polishing his
1: certificates <laughs> what, what, what the fuck have you been doing a little bit of windex on the glass It's like ah, shining yeah. bright those beautiful degrees <laughs> wouldn't surprise me and then as he
0: walked over to me he went uh sorry for keeping you waiting i was like an hour and twenty minutes. Did you say that? Yeah.
1: Oh, what did he say?
0: No, I told you. I'm bottom. You hate him. I'm bottom you hate this guy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had mentally already decided this is the last time mm. I will ever see you. I'm just here to follow up. I'm here for my fucking son. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's what I don't have time for. Did he solve it? He said he would. Oh, like semi, like the antibiotics sort of is working. He hasn't finished his course. Okay. Then he wrote on a piece of yellow paper, I'll buy this body wash and start using that. And I was like, cool. And then he billed me $80 (sighs) for a less than five minute appointment. Did you get your referral? Nope. He said, I don't need it.
1: I'm annoyed. What a dickhead. What a dickhead. Honestly, like not to make this like a bigger issue, Mm. (laughs) but I feel like every problem any of my girlfriends or myself ever encounter in the world starts with male fragility. Mm -hmm. The centre of the Venn diagram Mm -hmm. or the genesis of all problems in all the women I know's lives from little day-to-day interactions like that to big, large things going on in their life, it starts with male fragility. I'm so over it. Like the fact that that was like you already had a sick kid, Mm -hmm. something that you wanted to handle and deal with on a time crunch, in a busy week, you know, Rafa's starting school, back to work, blah, 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 the juggle struggle. Mm -hmm. You already had all that to deal with and then you had to like sit there and watch ego stroke this doctor mm-hmm. to get what you were paying him for yep what the hell thank you this is why
0: my rage which doesn't come out very often yeah. reared its ugly head yeah. i was like i'm fucking dumb.
1: yeah <sighs> anyway let it go let it go i don't know i'm angry for you thank you i do i quite do like a direct doctor i really like a direct obstetrician mm. Like, See, I don't. Yeah, no, you wanted the real, like, you're going to be okay.
0: <laughs> I, Speaking I, of male fragility, I was pregnant fragility.
1: Yeah. That's not a word. That's, 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 that doesn't make sense. That makes sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to be fragile while you're pregnant. But it's like I really liked my German, like, it's going to go A, B, C, and then D will happen. I was mm. like, great, love it. That,
0: yeah, but she would never have been like, Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: (laughs) whoa, I'm the obstetrician here. (laughs) You know, there's that
0: layer of arrogance that is removed, I feel. Yes, yeah, with female doctors, generally speaking, Uh, yes, yeah. We've just lost our male audience,
1: (laughs) we appreciate this. Who are our male DLs? We got Nathan. We've got Daniel. Oh, Nathan and Daniel. Yeah. Hope you're still here, guys. We know that you're not fragile. And not all men and all that. <laughs> Even the fact that the phrase not all men exists, exists. is due to male fragility. Yeah. It, because I, I saw the other day like, yes, not all men, but it's always men. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw the other day and I was like, yes, that's right. The problem is all, you know. All fuck it yeah anyway that's not where i wanted to go with this today no neither i was just reminded yet again ad break gotta keep the lights on DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand i am extra excited
0: about today's sponsor because dl's As you will know, this started out as my
1: not-spawn. And now it's spawn. How good! Okay, so on your Reco, I've started using Wild Natural deodorant and then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range so... Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural
0: body care crash test dummies. Mm -hmm. So I've been using wild deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so Mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's
1: all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so
0: you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. Okay. You did.
1: But for me, it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant. And frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I found it really easy. And the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, just great. Great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh,
0: babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they
1: have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one.
0: Rebsi, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case colour Mm -hmm. and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and
1: bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too, because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty-free. So do
0: something for the planet that your future self will thank you for, and check out Wild today with twenty-five percent off your entire order. Whoa. Use code NoTime, or caps, no space at the checkout. Twenty-five percent is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia, and it's exclusively for you.
1: DLs, go to wearewild.com and use code NoTime at the checkout for twenty-five percent off. Enjoy. Do you know what I don't have time for?
0: What don't you have time for?
1: And I want to come at this carefully. Mm-hmm. I understand I've been a little ragey for most of this episode. God, where is this going? And I've already got us cancelled multiple times. Fine, but I want to talk about a gender thing. So, agenda I, or gender? Gender. Okay. Boy, girl. Yep. Ugh. complicated. <laughs> I'm I want to talk about the difference between my son and my daughter brilliant, for a minute because I was talking to my partner last night who has only sons and I was explaining to him how I'm really noticing as Teddy gets older. So Teddy's seven in a few months. So Mm -hmm. he's seven this year. I can't believe that. I know. It's crazy. The speed from zero to four is like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then from four to 10 is like two years. Wow. (laughs) Just the way it like picks up motion and goes so much faster. So for a bit of context and stay with me because there is a bit of context, my kids have been and I don't know where this came from, but quite obsessed slash fascinated with tsunamis. Oh, lately? Yeah, I went through a phase of that. Yeah. And there's a lot
0: on YouTube. There's compilations. Oh, God. Yeah, you can get lost in them.
1: Well, sure. I went through it when there was the tsunami in 2004 Mm -hmm. in Thailand. Yeah. And um, Indonesia. And Indonesia. But my kids, I don't know where it's come from, but they like really like lots of questions and quite a lot of low level not anxiety but like fear mm. of like hey mom if a tsunami came where would we go would we be okay in our apartment like where would we try and get to you know these kind of things and i'm like well guys i don't think we have to worry about tsunamis on a daily level mm. um and you know we have really good meteorologists and things here who would be looking out for earthquakes and things and we'd probably have a little bit of warning if there was going to be a tsunami hopefully anyway <sighs> you know doing my best to not let it turn into full blown anxiety mm. but also not lie to their faces so It's been going on for a few months and then they were like, has there ever been a tsunami here? And I was like, not in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Have you known anyone who's ever been in a tsunami? You know, the kids mm-hmm. kid are questions. I was like, well, actually, Auntie Jem's dad mm-hmm. had a property that was lost mm-hmm. in a tsunami in Thailand. And they were like, oh, what? There was a tsunami in Thailand. And I was like, yeah, in 2004. Was it 2004? It was. It was box, Chris, sorry, bo- Boxing, boxing day. day. 2004. There was a devastating tsunami in Southeast Asia and it was really scary. I'm like, really? What happened? And, you know, what did people do? And, you know, anyway... It reminded me there was a movie about it. The Impossible. The Impossible. Yeah, and Naomi I, Watts. And, it's actually a brilliant film. And you and we watched it.
0: Whoa. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie because it's a very confronting film. Well, I did a check on it because yeah. from memory I was like, I don't think it's too
1: explicit.
0: Oh, It's not explicit. But it, I'm fascinated by this because this will be your kids' probably first adult film in that it is – actually autobiographical yeah, it's about true a story. real family yeah, yeah who survived the tsunami and it's very different watching a film and telling your kids it's not real
1: yeah yeah, but yeah. this is real it's a true story how yeah. did they respond well it was amazing because I was like okay they're clearly very fascinated and yeah. I what I didn't want to do because a lot of the time if it's like about birds or about mm-hmm. I don't know whatever the life cycle of a butterfly I'm like let's look at some YouTube stuff together you know but yeah. this I didn't want to go anywhere near YouTube because yeah. I was like no there might be like really scary things or enhanced things or I, I can't curate it ahead of time. Not
0: even enhanced revs it's yeah. just straight up compilations and they're fucking scary. Yeah they're
1: terrifying yeah. and I was like you know I, it's not editorialised or mm-hmm. curated in any way and I frankly don't want that on my kids algorithm so yeah. I didn't want to do the YouTube thing and I thought I've seen that film, I don't remember anything like, I remember it being really good and the, the um you know three main characters are children Yeah. so I was like okay well, let's watch and I knew it had a happy ending, mm. so I thought this feels mm. content... Well, yeah, I know. Ooh, complicated. I know, yeah. but this feels contained enough yeah. for me to watch as a fan. Anyway, they were so fascinated. I was like, great. So I did the check online, like what's it rated, What what's it got in it, anything, and felt comfortable having a go. And I said to them before we started, look, this is an adult film. If it's feeling too much, we'll turn it off. They agreed with that. So we watched it. We were gripped. It is gripping. Gripped from the top. And Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts are so good. And it's got Tom Holland in it. Oh, does it? The eldest oh, brother is. Tom Holland. And my kids like, is that Tom Holland? And I was like, hey, it is. And like, so anyway, that was a little. And then the middle brother is someone now too. It's very well done. Yeah. And how
0: amazing is the tsunami moment when yeah. Naomi Watts goes flying through the water and yeah. just managed to recreate the power of yeah. the movement of the water
1: and, and the, the debris. debris the debris because I was actually trying to explain that to the kids because they were like I would just snorkel I would just swim and I was like no because mm. actually it's like rapids and there would be debris and they're like what's debris you know <laughs> like let's just watch this movie god anyway what a night of education you must have been exhausted yes yeah, so that's the context to my feeling basically there's a scene where if you haven't seen it i i'm not spoiling anything because it's a true story and it's in the beginning of the film basically there's a family of five three sons mum and dad they're on holiday the tsunami hits they're by the pool the two youngest sons and the dad for all in story telling purposes are lost you go missing yeah. go missing you don't know where they are but the mum and the eldest son come up from the water and they see each other but they're not close and there's basically rapids going mm-hmm. and they can't they're trying to get to each other grab trees grab trees and then yeah. they almost get close on a mattress and then one of them gets flung off mm-hmm. and like there's basically this incredible 10 minutes of this movie five minutes maybe of this movie where mother and son are just trying to get to each other and the little boy is crying out out, like get me out of here and that you can just see that mum's lioness mm. just trying to save her son i am literally watching this holding my son yeah and there's a shot it's beautifully done where they get each other yeah and she has him and i felt full body visceral yeah that feeling of i've got you And I started crying. I get it. In the biggest way, the most – and then I looked at Teddy. He started crying. Oh, stop. I feel like crying. And then Isla started crying. And, like, we we had this, like, family hug of – it was overwhelming gratitude and Mm. empathy for just that – because you put yourself in the character. The relief. But the relief of I've got you. And it just triggered something in me, the mother-son thing, because Mm. then the story is then about basically – her eldest son saves her life yep. and there's this connection between them that I, when I first watched this film, I didn't have a son. And I think I just didn't quite fully react to the film in the same way because there is something about your son where, I don't know, like I always think fire. if there was a zombie apocalypse and my kids were at home alone and I wasn't there, I really back Isla, <laughs> you know, like I really back her to just like sort stuff out you know if I passed out at home or something some kind of tragedy happened I really know that Isla would get on the phone call the right people you know I just really trust that Mm. she could handle things and it's not because she's older it's just she's always been like that I feel like I really would have backed her from about two and a half onwards totally Teddy I feel his fragility and I'm not saying this in a Judgey. Speaking of male Speaking fragility. Of male fragility, but there's two sides of the coin. Yeah. There is the toxic version, but there's also the like, he needs me. Mm. He really, really needs me. And I, I feel like I mirror you yeah. with my own children where I would absolutely
0: trust in Rafa's instincts and capabilities of mm-hmm. knowing what to do, I guess, in a crisis yes. for the purposes of this conversation. And with Iggy, I feel like he'd be a deer in headlights yeah. and just fucking terrified. Yeah.
1: and Look, I'm not just saying I don't back Teddy's capabilities mm. and things. I just, as I'm I'm in a stage of parenting where I'm trying to build resilience, yep. responsibility and lots of things. So independence, independence and like I'm trying to move them into the next stage. So I don't put shoes on anymore. I don't hold pants for people to stand into anymore. I still lay the clothes out and I go get dressed, you know. They walk to school. Now they pack their own lunch. They put their lunch in their bag. They're very upset with me at the moment because I now make them rinse their plates and cutlery and put them in the dishwasher, which is the next step. They used to just have to bring their plate to the sink. Now they rinse it, put it in the dishwasher. So I'm adding these layers of responsibility and independence.
0: Sorry to tangent for a second because I find this really interesting. Does your ex-partner, the kid's dad, mm-hmm. does he do the same? Is this a conversation you have with him? Like, no,
1: this is my house, my rules. Right. I'm not, okay. I don't think it's identical. But, okay. yeah, I think they're going that way yeah. there as well. So and what I'm finding, the difference is, and I know Teddy's younger, mm-hmm. but what I'm finding is... Isla adapts very quickly, understands and can handle all those little pushes towards independence with ease. Mm. Whereas Ted fights it, resists it. If I give him the option, he wants me to do it with him. He's much more attached to me. He's tethered to his mama. He is. And and it's special. I love it. And I totally understand how it can turn into something as you get older, where you're like so obsessed with your son um, and actively trying not to let it get to that. But also it is special and beautiful, but there is a tenderness and care and connection with my son that I don't have with my daughter. I have mm. other things with my daughter that are special, in their special own way. and more powerful that are more like, like she's my fierce fucking best friend and yeah. we get each other and mm. when we have deep chats they go real deep and they're on a level of understanding I can't have with my son
0: but can I ask
1: because you said it's not an age thing yeah
0: but I disagree a little bit because, well, I, no, because I'm
1: thinking about Isla at the same age yes yeah
0: but that isn't the only comparison you can draw yeah. because you what would life be like if Isla was born into a big sister yep. or a big brother who yep. she lives with day in and day out because we fall into our mm. roles but she's never had to fall into She's that. always been the eldest. She's always been the eldest, the firstborn, mm-hmm. the one who's the guinea pig yep. of you being a parent yep. and you're learning as you go. I think there is a big difference because – the example that I want to use is year six and year seven. So when you're in year six, you are the eldest in primary school, kings of the playground. Yep. You are given leadership roles that are available to you, such as school captain. I don't know if all schools do this, but like prefect yeah. or music captain or house captain yeah. even. And you get afforded those positions and you step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. You understand that there are a whole load of kids who are younger than you who you have to be role models for. Mm-hmm. As soon as you s- step into year seven.
1: And you're older.
0: You're actually older. Yeah. But you suddenly feel infantile yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that in the family dynamic, when you're born into siblingship, whether Mm -hmm. you're the middle child or the youngest, I think there's something in those roles. Like, yes, you're comparing four-year-old Teddy to four-year-old Isla or six-year-old Teddy to six-year-old Isla and there is a difference. But if Teddy had a younger sibling, he would instantly age up mentally because he is living with someone. Yeah who is more immature, who is younger, who is reacting differently, watching you as parents Mm -hmm. respond to this kid and it's like, oh. That idiot doesn't know. <laughs> we don't do that in our family, but he hasn't got that. Well,
1: Annie, and you're right, because when we're hanging out on like holidays and things with his younger cousins, mm-hmm. my nephews, yes, he does step up a bit and become more mature. Well, he has to because, because he's he has witnessing to. yeah. toddler behaviour. But I guess it's – I'm sort of getting sidetracked off the – Sorry, fi- I, know no, what, no, no, I, know I know what, what you're, you're saying, saying yeah. but
0: I just, I just want to be mindful because I think other families who do have firstborn sons yeah. or multiple multiple sons yes. for that matter. Or all we'll, boys.
1: Yeah, or yeah. all boys. will we'll have responsible s- elder boys. Yes.
0: yes, it's a dynamic. percent
1: It's more the feeling and the emotion, which I'm finding actually quite hard as I start to talk to articulate, but it's like there is a need for care for me, for my son that feels bigger stakes than for my daughter. Mm. I know that's not right. I know no, no, my daughter it, needs me just as much as my son needs me. It just feels like... Isla would be all right and she's going to work it out where mm. I feel a strong need to guide. Shep- shepherd, guide and... Handhold? Yeah, but I don't want to say that because it's it's not how I want to approach it, but I just feel an extra level of stakes mm. in how I am available to my son as his mother, mm. as the woman figure in his life. The stakes feel higher and it, it feels more fragile, more tenuous. I feel like Isla is going to, like, I, th- this is how I just feel. I don't know if this is correct, but I feel like she is. No, but
0: it is correct
1: because it's it's your, I don't want to use this overused saying, but it's your truth. Yeah. It's
0: your experience of your children.
1: It feels to me like Isla is going to be the woman she's going to be and I am there to stand beside her. Cheerlead, cheerlead her. Mm. be there if she needs me, be available, you know. Catch her if she catch falls. Catch her if she falls, offer advice if and when it comes up, but that she's going to be who she's going to be. Whereas Teddy, I feel like, God... He really fucking needs me Mm. and it's not just a physical way. It's like really deeply emotional and it feels soulful to be honest and something about this scene in this movie with this mother and son in a crisis, you know, natural disaster trying to get to each other and the... That shot of her getting him and physically holding him. And you know she's
0: never going to fucking let him go. She's never going
1: to let him go. And DLs,
0: for those of you who haven't seen it, at this point Naomi Watts gets stabbed by roaming debris in the water and has a a serious Serious injury. injury. And her performance is incredible. She was nominated for an award for this performance and very deserved because you see that, struggle of I want to die I'm in so much pain I can't cope but I have to be the parent yeah. I have to make sure my son is okay because at this point they think and truly believe they have lost their entire family. family yeah and that they are all each other has left
1: in the world yeah Oh, I've got goosebumps. I know. It, it, I hope I'm making sense and people yeah. are like understanding what I'm saying here. But there was just something about this mother-son tether that was just so real to me. And I was explaining to my partner who's only got sons, mm. you know, about this. Um, what was his response? Well, he he doesn't have a daughter, so he's fascinated but can't relate when I talk about mother-daughter stuff, you know. He's also not a daughter, so he it's like a fascinating but separate kind of concept yeah. for him but I was saying you know what other movie moment it reminds me of is Saving Private Ryan the landing scene on the beach yeah and I said is there any iconic you know image from that famous 20 minute scene that relentless amazing piece of cinema is there an image that sticks out to you to him and he said oh yeah the under the water yeah bullets. I, I was just thinking that as well well for me it's not it's an oh. um, it's a man calling out for his mum and he's a grown man. I'm emotional even talking about it. It's a grown man lying there. He's got an injury. I can't even remember what it is. I think he's lost a limb or something. Mm. It's horrific. And he's calling out for his mum. And that is such a universal story you hear from disasters Mm. that these grown men cry out for their mum. I guess it would be how people call for a higher power or whatever but I really feel that and I know when I've had moments with men in my life mm. sometimes where I can even see them as a little boy yeah and I don't know if, you know, we're hard on men. I'm hard on men all the time. We ask a lot from them this generation. We, we, we want them to lift and step up and grow at a rate that they probably haven't had the scaffolding and emotional structure to be, rise up to, to, to. Rise up to yeah. like we have. Yeah. We have women. <laughs> women, And like I was saying with my daughter, like I back us all to, yes, we have each other, but even if we don't have each other, we're a strong resilient breed Mm. from birth and we get there we force ourselves and we ask each other to lift and we sort of have this scaffolding as women to grow and get better and work things out and sometimes I worry that men don't have that same network scaffolding webbing around them as a gender and so when I like a safety net that's right and they don't seem to have it as much and so when I think about my son mm, and you, e- even with all my like festering man hating feelings that I get as them as a species yeah I look at my son and I just I worry more for him well I think you feel more of a responsibility yeah. to shepherd
0: him into the ne- well he will be part of the next generation to hopefully do better be better for all humans not yeah. just women yeah but all humans yeah and this is the other side of the male fragility coin, yeah. the non-toxic side. It's the fully vulnerable, yeah. bare all, and I, I do, nothing represents that more than a young boy.
1: That's it. It's not just women who have an inner child. Mm-hmm. Men have an inner child they too. They do too.
0: And, and you it, know, like I'm learning so much through my husband because he is a product of his own upbringing and it's generational, yeah. right? This sort of like... Man not
1: cry man up yeah. get it together yeah. mask 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 exactly yeah. and
0: he's doing a lot of unlearning mm. and relearning and he's doing it for me and for our son as well to model very different behavior and it takes work yeah. it's not easy mm. but at least the steps are being taken yeah but Rebsy everything you have said today resonates with me heavily because Mm. I share this exact experience with Iggy and sometimes my husband calls me out on it he's like you're different with Iggy you mother him more you baby him more and I say to my husband all the time I'm only responding to my children's needs Mm. and if Raffin needed me more I would be there in a heartbeat Mm. I would drop everything for whatever she needed but Mm. the the difference is is she She simply doesn't.
1: doesn't yeah
0: whereas Iggy does and it's overt and it's on his sleeve and yeah. he he wants to be nurtured and held and cuddled and coddled if you want mm. by his mummy yeah. and i have this awareness that time with him does feel limited because I am a product of what I have witnessed with what happens to men so yeah I'm probably projecting where I feel like you're gonna not want a bar of me Mm. but I look at my relationship with my mum and how much I still need her that I guess I parallel that to Rafa and I assume that one day she'll be like that as an adult and Iggy will become this fiercely independent young man Mm. I don't know but maybe his
1: generation of young boys into men will be different. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we can, like, because, you know, they, there's that kind of outdated saying now, like girls are for life and boys are until, take a they, wife. until they take a wife yeah. or whatever it is. Ugh. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, there must be some truth in it because it's like a very thrown around phrase. Revs,
0: there isn't some truth in it. It is the truth. (laughs) No, but this is the thing. We're so good at gaslighting ourselves. We hear these sayings and we go, oh, bury that. Mm. You know, we're a feminist future now. We don't talk about that nonsense. All genders are the same. Mm. But there is truth in men are from Mars, women are from Venus. These archetypes don't come from nowhere. Mm. They exist because there are many, many examples en masse of it. In the world. I know. And do you know what? The fear of mums, of just boys, is very real. That they are going to lose their sons and they're going to be labelled or branded as, oh, my mother-in-law. It's a very real fear. It doesn't Mm. exist out of nothing. We can't gaslight women who have that fear and go, nah, it's going to be different. Stop treating your boys like typical boys. They're they're just like women's be genderless, Mm. but it isn't the same.
1: I guess it's like the next more nuanced wave of feminism is to sort of be able to have space for all of these things to be true. Mm -hmm. And one of the areas that frustrates me all the time, we talk about all the time is like, you know, we rage on, male partners for not doing their bit for contraception, right? This is one area we get real rage on and Mm -hmm. we have every right to be because we have shouldered the burden of contraception for most of our lives. Mm -hmm. And we're like, come on, step up your turn. If you don't want any more children, get a vasectomy. That's our philosophy in a nutshell. But like, let's really break it down. It falls to us because that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. If you get pregnant, you're the one who's pregnant. You're the one whose body changes. You're the one whose hormones go through the roof. You're the one who has to consider termination or another pregnancy. You are the one. There are some things that are just the way they are. And even when you apply a philosophy, like it doesn't mean it changes the way things break down. Correct. It doesn't erase the truth of the matter, even though we want it to be different
0: or better. Yeah. And I understand that saying of like, well, just through osmosis, if we deny the history of how things were and just almost like a practice, Mm. move forwards in the direction of the world that we want to exist in, we can't erase what is the truth. Yeah. Or at least our truth. Yeah. And I think it's important to be honest about these things because I do listen to a lot of podcasts where I feel like they're striving to be the positive woke. I feel like the word woke has been hijacked, Mm. but... You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a there's a positive path towards wokeism that yeah. isn't wanky or whatever that yeah. is actually... Inten- enlightenment, let's well, call it what it sure, really is. Enlightenment, but it's intentional about being more inclusive and um, holding
1: space for everyone. And not so binary.
0: Not so binary, but there is absolutely a degree of the denial of what is honest mm. and real mm. in people's
1: experiences. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can hold all of it in the mm. one conversation. Hopefully we did that today. As always. <laughs> went where I did not think it would go. Our episodes
0: tend to do that. <laughs> we have a top line idea and it's only <laughs> a germination of an idea of what we want to talk about and it meanders into all sorts of directions and what I love about our potty, Redzie is we're beholden to no one yeah. to stick to a script and we just allow for our thoughts to flow and they really did today and DLs, thanks as always for coming along for the ride but it's time to wrap up this segment and skate on into. Hear me with your not spawn.
1: Oh, the pipes I be piping. Hear me with your not spawn. Boop <laughs> boop. Mine's real cheap this week. Brilliant. I felt a bit ashamed about my expensive pillowcases, but they're so good. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. <laughs> Um, my sister got me onto this one. Mm-hmm. It is an item for your kitchen. Ooh, look out. It is five bucks. Oh, so cheap. Get rid of your bachelor stick. Get rid of your scourer thingy, your bamboo, <laughs> I whatever. I can see you're well-versed it's in a, cleaning products. It's a scrub daddy. Okay. It's a scrub daddy. Have like you heard that's of, actually its name. It's called scrub daddy and it is a bright yellow round scrubbing implement with a face on it. Oh, the
0: cut out smiley yeah. face. I've seen
1: this. Now. The cutouts are key to what Why? makes this so good. I mean, first of all, it's a great scrubber. Mm. I've got a white ceramic sink nightmare. It works. It just take. It's like you've got um, gumption on your thing at all times. Like or it's, it's a bit magic erasery. It's a bit magic erasory. Now the mouth. I used to do knives. <gasps> you put your knives, Clever. your forks, your spoons through the out. You feed Scrub Daddy and he cleans your cutlery. Question, is that their marketing material Maybe. that you've know.
0: consumed or you just instinctively work that no, out?
1: I got a personal recommendation from Lou, friend of the pod, my mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. She is obsessed with Scrub Daddy. She bought them for all her friends for Christmas. Cute. <laughs> Anytime she starts a convo about Scrub Daddy and it's often, <laughs> if someone's like, oh, she literally gets on Amazon and orders them one. Like can you as batch order? Well, she's it's like 10 for 20 bucks. Probably. On Amazon.com. But they're like five bucks in the supermarket and Great. they last. Like they, like I've had mine for durable. a while, durable. They hold water well. You don't need a lot of soapy product or chemical-y Amazing. things. And the eyes you can use for like chopsticks or. Because um... <laughs> that's a daily ritual. Well, it is for me. Oh, really? Well, Americano just uh, likes to eat with chopsticks. I don't know where he got it from but it's like his preferential cutlery. That so says a lot I'm, to me about him, yeah, actually. I'm often, he spent a lot of time in New York eating Chinese food, I think. He just loves chopsticks as he his He likes implement. morsels
0: of food yeah.
1: at the end of a stick <laughs> to insert in his gob. Okay.
0: There's something, anyway. You know, I respect it. There's something neat
1: about chopsticks. Love chopsticks. Yeah, Love it's them. just like you grab a little bit. I feel like I've often got chopsticks drying on my sink side, whatever that's called, drainer. I,
0: As a fellow Asian lover and long-time DLs will know that Jen will manipulate any catch-up with anyone to be Asian Asian food-focused. Yes. I don't have chopsticks. What? I know. Well, you need a set of chopsticks.
1: Oh, we'll oh, I know what to get you for. Oh my god, I've got ages till the next gift giving You Valentine's Day <laughs> t- t- tomorrow. tomorrow. Hubs. I know you're out of town. Maybe you could get jump on Amazon and get some chopsticks <laughs> over to Jim. Anyway, the eyes also work for straws, um, like straw cleaners if you want to clean the bristle at the end. It's just like a very great all-purpose, and it's got like a corrugated edge mm. around the scrub daddy head. <laughs> so you can really just it's just a very well designed the hype for a reason i know i'm late to it i'm a lot of people you will be like yeah <laughs> we learn about scrub dad i think there's scrub mommy as well i'm not quite sure what she does <laughs> haven't road tested her but scrub daddy is my bitch <laughs> i love brilliant. him brilliant i not love spun. him hit me with your not spawn what's yours girl you
0: said Hit you with your nuts bond.
1: Oh, bit of call and response. Boop, <laughs> boo
0: Okay. Mine is a kid's clothing brand. Mm-hmm. I did a haul mm. recently for my kids. I feel so organised. Yeah. This is very unlike me. Okay. I have kitted out my kids' winter wardrobe what? ahead of time. What? They've Who both, is she? I right. Uh, they have <laughs> <laughs> right. They've had enormous growth spurts, oh. and over the summer break, I went through all of their clothes, mm. did the clear out, the yep. cull down, what doesn't fit, what needs to be donated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Turns out, neither of them have a whole lot of winter wear. Mm. So I went to Next. Oh, yep. Have you heard of Next? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay. Have you heard of McDonald's? <laughs> well,
0: no, it's not the same. It's a British brand. Oh, I guess
1: I lived in the UK. So yes, in the UK, did. Next is kind of like Target. Or like, like it's H&M. huge, yeah.
0: Sure. So Next has come to Australia yep. and I got served this ad about Next Kids Shoes on discount and I trawled through the website. Yeah, They have the coolest
1: fits. It's great, yeah.
0: And everything they sell is in sets. Oh, and cute. I'm not saying matching. Okay. Like I got Raph this really cool jumper and it says springtime and it's got like this beautiful design of flowers. And then it comes with periwinkle coloured knit shorts. Great. You know? Cool. And then so you I don't got, have to think. I don't have to think. Yeah. It's like an all-in-one and Love. done. And of course you can mix and match all yep. the pieces. But get this a tracky set with okay. fleece lining. 30 bucks. Nice. But cool design, like okay. 70s,
1: callback retro vibes. I loved it. Now, have you factored in Mm. that Raph is not going to need as many clothes as she used to?
0: I considered this recently. Yeah, I bought all this stuff and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for... She's not oh, going to
1: daycare. She's not sh- going to
0: kindy. Two days a week. Two days a week. Yeah.
1: So you don't need as much for her anymore. Mm, but I didn't you know, think You'll that. figure that out.
0: Yeah. Look, she's got enough to last her. Um. Hopefully a couple of winters. Ooh.
1: Uh, but
0: anyway, just the styles are so cool. I'll try to remember to do a little clothing haul yes, on my Instagram. because I, do. I want to properly show you this stuff because yeah. it's
1: freaking cool. Yes. I want to say I need mm. to um, get my kids some clothes. They've grown out of things again. It never Uh, ends. It doesn't end. They just keep growing, I guess.
0: Well, DLs, that brings us to the end of our episode. As always, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Friday with a Bestie Hotline. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.